Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Have you ever wondered if objects can hold data? In this episode, Eric describes what he calls imbuement. Learn how objects take on energy programming and gather tips on how to program them yourself. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of uh, Rebel Guru Radio. And I'm here with Jesse, who has some announcements. Um, the first one is go to rebelgururadio.com to submit questions for future episodes or submit them now in the live chat. Um, and then the foundation meditation system, 60% off still. But we've added two bonuses, uh, the Ties That Bind and the uh, Water of Life bonus. Water of Life is a, a, a dish, additional meditation that's uh, it's really powerful. It's only 15 minutes long, and it just it takes you from like zero to a 1,000. The Ties That Bind will teach you about the energy that subtly manipulates your everyday life and how you can take control of it. And Water of eh, it's doing the description for Water of Life. So I think that's it. I already did the description for that. All right, we good? Yeah. All right, we're we're good. All right. What do we got? What do we what do we what do we First question is today? what is imbuement? What is imbuement? Well, Im- imbuement at least for me is kind of like when I work with objects and and stuff like that by putting in what we'll call as data. So, uh I guess you know, we we should we should back up in order to explain this and and you know, how I I kind of started to do imbuement. So the imbuement is kind of almost reverse engineering. When I was very young, I would be given objects, rings, watches, you know, mainly jewelry, metal stuff in the beginning. And, you know, I'm, I'm asked to do traditional back like in the 80s. Can you do a psychic reading? You, this, you get an object that belongs to a person and you, you give information. Uh, sometimes the, the object belongs to people that are not present and you give information for whatever you pick up on. And other times that person is there and you hold that object while they're there to, to dial in. The, the number one thing is, is that how is it possible to garner information from a, an object? Uh, there's a spiritual psychic part of me and there's the logical part of me. And that was always at odds for me. It was always at odds because, you know, it's like, how is this possible? How is this even feasible? Are you saying that the future is predicted and we don't have a choice in the matter? Or how does that all work? And I do go into all of that and I, I break it all down in other modules and stuff, which is, you know, really interesting stuff. But the bottom line is this. The jewelry seems to take on a f- partial form of of information. So I always say that every human being or everything has like a, a serial number or code that belongs to them, a specific radio channel, if you will, that's unique to everybody else. And the first thing that the object is doing, if it belongs to that person and it's been saturated by their presence, their energy, their frequency, okay, uh, it, it's mirroring that code, that, that serial number. So it's, it's used as a form to dial in as a source of garnering information. And in other cases, uh, the other thing to keep in mind is, is what we call ties at bind. And ties at bind is a, is a module that I teach that explains 
how energy works in its most fundamental practical levels. And if you don't understand that, then then saying that you understand energy is just a crack of shit, okay? You really need to understand what's, what's in foundation, and some of you very well probably already do. But the, the bottom line is, on the simplest way, is, is that energy and information are synonymous. They're one thing. And so when you have a, a T-shirt, that T-shirt that belongs to you is, is imbued. It's saturated with this, this frequency of, of you, the static energy, if you will, an aura range, whatever. If I were to, to wear Jesse's shirt and put it on for a few moments, I would feel nervous. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe I am now too who knows anyway, so I would feel like Jesse it doesn't mean I would know it's Jesse but I would I would feel the likeness of him so there's a certain amount of data that would carry over eventually within a very short period of time my energy would wash and 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 dominate over on the shirt because the shirt doesn't have a very good retention level like metal per se so that is a form of imbuement. So if you ever wear someone else's clothing, you'll you'll understand what I'm saying. It's this this feeling you have of being like they're they're somehow part of you uh, for a temporary part. Other things are walking into a house and you're you're like I really don't like the vibration of this house and you don't know why, but you just feel it. You just know it. Now that house can be really pretty, really nice, new, whatever. It has nothing to do with how it visually looks. It is the energy that has been imbued into the environment. So you take that feeling on. So if you have people that are more positive, you go in, you feel really good. If you have people very negative, you feel that tension in your body. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to know absolute details. It's just a, a vibe, a feeling, an instinct, like something's not quite right about this place. A town can have that feeling. Uh, so very much from the micro to the very large, the macro, there are variations of imbuement, okay? When I began to, to understand very young on holding an object that somehow my subconscious would interact with this frequency, this energy, this tone, this this vibration. I realized that I was getting not only information from like a, a cosmic source per se or something that kind of has these dips and valleys of someone's life. Usually it's the traumatic stuff you pick up on because that's the loudest psychic uh, uh, impression and that can be from the future or it can be from, from something current or even from the past. Um, but the object was also retaining a form of information also. It, it's almost hard to say whether it's the actual object that has the information or partial information and then it's shared or you're, you're linking up with the – I'm imagining a ring – with enough information like a license plate code that you go into this cosmic state of consciousness, this all-knowing state – and you're able to subconsciously draw from that. Thank you. And this is a form of data. Now, when we look at ties at Bind, you can have someone who has a pillow. It's on your couch. They're visiting. They're talking to you. High drama. They're fighting with whatever partner they have. And they're twisting the pillow as they're talking, not really thinking about what they're doing. And they're hitting it a little bit, you know, explaining to you what's going on and everything. And they're putting in there unconsciously because it's so much proximity, their feeling, their vibration, their programming, okay? So when that pillow is left alone on a couch, it begins to saturate the less dominant uh, frequencies and information. It starts to mimic or mirror variations of that. So that energy is there, that data is there. So if somebody were to nap on that couch or something that was intuitive or sensitive, they may end up having dreams that are violent and frustrating and anxiety and everything because of that pre-programming information, which was unconsciously imbued. Now, as I understood this, as I was growing older, I really began to think about experimenting with uh, objects. Could it be possible to force a artificial emotion, an artificial thought, an artificial concept, uh, artificial interest into the object and it would simply because it was so 
like kind of hammered in versus you just unconsciously have your jewelry on and you just have the vibe on there. So you're talking about something that's that's like cam or chiseled in for a program and then that person puts that ring on, would that ring emanate through you whatever that intention was? It's almost like like it's a, a song playing around you or a frequency that's always affecting how your mind thinks. So you could say, I'm imbuing this for, for happiness. I'm imbuing this for a better sense of instinctual decision-making, which we call luck. Uh, you can imbue it for, you know, to, to be more attractive. Now, the question is, is, can that be done? And my answer in my experience is, is absolutely, it can. Um, the thing that I found with it was that if, if you – it's almost like a recipe that you have to have an idea what the person is. I always try to scan from a photo, dive into their mind, get their, their vibe. If the information you put into the object is not necessarily suited about the person, it's like something completely different and they're just wearing it, their energy like the t-shirt is going to wash it out faster. If they, If it's more about them and there's less big changes – then it will last longer. It's almost like batteries, I guess, of a charge on how long it'll have an effect. Because you have to remember, you're constantly creating an energy field. You can, you know, curling photography or whatever you want to call it, okay? But it's constantly imbuing on a very low level. Think of it like a trickle charge, you know, the USB thing, just slowly charging something. You're constantly washing out that information. So the harder the chisel in there of that, that concentrated thought uh, the longer it's going to last, but that depends on the person's energies, highs and lows. Um, n- not that I want to to pitch, you know, uh, cubes and stuff like that, but you know, one of the reasons I made the cubes the way they were, the cis cubes, is that there's an inner core that I can program intensely, and then I put an outer casing on it, if you will, that's harder that I find harder to get vibes or to imbue, and so you have this constant core that cannot necessarily be faltered or at least faltered easily. It's almost impossible to project through there to get it, but it's constantly emanating out because it's got that, that trickle charge still on a casing that can still take a vibration. It's just that it will, will, will be harder to adhere long-term. So you have something constant like a beacon inside hitting it. This gives it a very uh, indefinite length of life in my opinion. But all objects can be imbued. Another way to look at it is, you know, as a lot of people like, you know, when I talk about simulated reality, so I give you kind of another level besides spiritual, because I, I think they're one and the same, is that everything in reality is simply a series of code that defines its structure, its mass, the way the way it functions, it's it's everything. There's rules for every single thing if we live in a digital reality, the matrix. And what you're essentially doing to an object by imbuing it is that you are pushing into it kind of like code or hacking additional code in the object, like hiding it in there. And it has a life cycle and it has an effect on, on consciousness. So if you, if you think about it, it's to say that the human brain uses um, electrical currents that are organized that produce thought along with uh, various forms of biochemicals and stuff and everything is very elaborate. But if you can introduce something in that field that's that's changing some electrical data for your consciousness, it literally is affecting or changing how you think um, and, and its relationship with you and with other people. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So I think the real question is, how do you imbue? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you really yeah, imbue? That's one of the questions. Yeah. And so that, so now that I've covered kind of what is imbuement, okay, you must be able to get some good, you know, ideas of what you can use it for, I would hope. But imbuement can be very tricky. You, when you literally are writing data into something or a program, your thoughts must be extremely stable. Your mind must be very silent. Your emotions must be very clear, non, non-empathetically connected to anything. And essentially, here's the million-dollar uh, basic level is that once you've done that, you, you can create a feeling that is very general. So this is basic imbuement joy, happiness, sadness and stuff. I don't deal with negative stuff, but you know, just to give you an idea for caution, 
and you are holding that object and you are literally willfully feeling that vibration as if you are that person. It's almost like you second coat them like a skin on you. So you feel like them, you, you're dialed into them. And you feel that joy, that that heart connection, that positive energy, that, you know, all those things. And you you literally fuse it into that. You, you, you push it into that just the same way I would hold it to pull out data. I'm forcing that data in. But I hate to put it this way, but I'm essentially faking the data. I'm trying to make it acceptable to the person it's being utilized for. So if if I make it for one person and another person wears it, it's going to be a conflict, okay? And it's almost like the energy attacks it to change it. It's just like in curling and photography, you can have two fingers and they have the static charge around it. And when the two people don't really know each other, it looks like they're fighting. It's like the static charge is trying to encase all the other one looks like fighting. When they're romantic or compassionate or they really have a good connection, they fuse together and it becomes almost like a connected, more intense illumination of energy. So you have to be sure that you're putting in all the attentions, not an iota of your own, okay? But the but absolutely something that would look like it belonged to that energy frequency. Otherwise, you're you're pushing out. So that's one. So number two is um, there's another level. There's probably several levels that I will go through depending on what object I have to work with and what the situation is. But for me, and this takes a, a bit of skill, is I begin almost like looking at a person's future, just like I'm doing a psychic reading. And there is a kind of knowing um, that is involved. And when I go into that, it's like I try to rewrite or mimic how, how, how much I feel. It's, boy, it's hard to explain. There is a feeling, you know, like everybody has a certain body smell. I hate to say it that way, but everybody has a scent. Everybody has a, a vibe to them. And when you, when you look at somebody, you go, ah, that's kind of like this person or that person. You can kind of feel it. You know, they feel like that person, not just visually, not just audibly, but feel. So you, what I'm essentially doing is, is I'm going kind of deep on feeling their future. And in most cases, I'm attempting to alter that future by suggesting into the data that I'm getting for images, I'm creating an artificial image of scenarios or circumstances about their life that are greatly more positive. And I'm treating that person as if I know as a fact that this is their life. And I'm, I'm pushing that into the object. And in a sense, I'm trying to alter what would be the reality path or the predictive future that, that I'm seeing. Cause I don't believe anything's written in stone. I believe this is a predictive future. So I should probably go into how that's even possible. And I, I have a very quick thing and I, I covered as, uh, you know, we have the square table. Imagine you're in a square auditorium, you know, for the sake of there's no bleachers or anything, just a big empty building. And we're standing there and we have a Super Bowl, one of these balls that bounce really hard and go all over the place. I don't know if the younger generation knows about those or not. And if I say if I chuck this as hard as I can at the ground and I ask you, can you walk to any particular part? And put your finger down inside of this big building to show me where you believe it's going to come to a stop. The likelihood that you are correct is pretty pretty slim to none, okay? But the question is, is, is it possible to predict such a complex thing for our intellectual minds? Would it be something simpler, per se, to say, is it predictable? Most people say no. But you would change your mind if I said, well, what if we had a computer that was super advanced, super intelligent, super AI – and it could do the density of the ball, the trajectory, the speed, the velocity, the, the curvature, the temperature of the room, all of these things and shoots a little laser beam and it'll say that's where it's going to come to a, a stop, okay? The question is, is, do we think it would be accurate? And the answer is I think most people agree. Yes, it probably would be under the right intelligence level for the computer technology. So seeing the future, in my opinion, isn't necessarily the future. I believe that the, the if you want to call it the Gaia mind or the force or the matrix, if you will, is doing very complex variations of, of what your future will be based on what's happening in your life, who you know, what's going on, what's all these variables to it is 
assisting in a very complex uh, idea of where your reality is going. So it doesn't mean that it's written. It just simply means that it's predicting in a high level of accuracy, but not always 100%, what that future is. And it's it's more or less um, contributing to making sure that that happens. It's almost like little maze guidelines to kind of move you in that direction. And that's when we always say, it feels like something's affecting my life, or I feel like the dough is doing this to me, or I feel like something's kind of maneuvering my life. That's what's going on. It's trying to keep things in, in a sense, oddly enough, in a organized way, whether that doesn't mean good or bad for it. It doesn't care about that. It just cares about kind of this, this path making sense because it's like balls dropping with all these little metal pins and they're all coming down. They're all, they can't go through one another. So they have to work with one another to get around each other or however it's going to work. Everybody's life is, is like that and we're all shuffled together. So your, your, your path to whatever it's predicting, it's kind of has to adjust all these other people to accommodate that. So too big of a change makes it very unlikely that you're going to achieve changing your future per se. Uh, when I'm writing it in, but if it's done really artfully and creatively, okay, um, then what happens is it, it kind of makes sense to slightly alter or move you to the left a little bit more, or more to the right. And then all of a sudden your whole life story begins to change. Um, so that's kind of what imbuement is. Imbuement is there is a there is a very much a feeling that you are separating your your everyday conscious mind from your subconscious. And I'm going to be teaching about this in, a, in an upcoming class quite a, quite extensively. We're going to go into remote viewing and everything. I'm going to do a big, 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 probably badass class on it. But anyway, so the point is, is the, the trick to all of this is to learn to stabilize your consciousness. In, or, in other words, I have the part of me that's talking to you guys now, but there's that subconscious part of my mind that's kind of watching what's going on, thinking about some other stuff. Then there's a deeper level that I call higher consciousness. And then there's like this, this final part that's back there. And it's, it's got a, it's a, it's a knowing everybody has, it. it's an awareness. And that part is connected to the all, to the everything, to the universe, if you will. It's, it's what kind of is this interweaving when we say Sony or all is one or we're all a collective, okay? It's, it's the part that's connected and all that. So what you're doing is, is you're learning to separate these, these other textures for consciousness. And they, they're a very specific feeling when you start to train to be aware of them. And you, you move them to a side. So you just have this very clear uh, uh, direct source that's connected to everything. And that is the part that, that you're working with the most. The second your mind wanders, the second it has thoughts, the second you lose that, that kind of stability, then all of that collapses into one another and you no longer can find that, that pure voice because it's got all this uh, fantasy mind and, and babbler and, and, and emotional mind all wrapped in there. So you lose its potency and its data. So the idea is to keep all those at bay while you kind of keep this clarity and work with it. Very hard to do, but completely doable. Questions? I think you talked about it, but um, someone is asking how, how long does imbuement last? How long? It depends on the person. It depends on the amount of time that the imbuement. I look at it this way. If you get an engraving on a piece of jewelry, it's like your name or somebody else's name on there. The, the engraving for the first year is very deep. Maybe three years later, it's a little bit more worn. 20, 30, 40 years, it's very worn. Okay. So there's an eroding process on that. I would say Depending on how deep the cut, that means who's working on it. How good are you? How disciplined? How much rubbish can you hold off while you're infusing this? Okay. That's going to decide whether it's going to last days, weeks, or months. A general imbuement, I would say from a semi-skilled person, um, it, it, it's, it's a twofold problem because it also depends on the person who's wearing it. If they have a more, how should I say, unlike me, a more relaxed energy, it might last much longer. If you have an energy that is, I don't want to say it's aggressive, but like a strong kind of, you know, which I kind of have, yeah. um, it's going to wear down on it more. It's like rubbing it harder and faster to remove the etching, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's that's the problem. Unless you do something like like the cubes, which was extremely cutting edge for its for its time, is if you if you accept this kind of thinking with this teaching. So it can last days or weeks or months, just depends. And it depends on the object sometimes, but not always. This one's a little bit uh, ambiguous, but uh, what is an imbued mystical artifact? Well, look, almost anything that you have disciplined people working with, if they're using it ritualistically, that thought by default is going to imbue into the object, even though they're not thinking about imbuing it. It's by it's just like the pillow and that negative energy. If you are going to to take an object that is used in a Buddhist temple or Zen or whatever, and it's considered very sacred, people don't get to touch it. Anybody touching it has the same thought process and relationship ritualistically with it. You're constantly reimbuing it in a way. And it has an intention. You're using it to cut the threads of reality or cutting through illusion or, or doing something with it. Then you're imbuing that. So what it really comes down to is the complexity of the intellect that's behind it when they're using it. What are they thinking? You know, just because somebody's a Buddhist or somebody's a Zen master or whatever, it doesn't mean that their mind is always disciplined, that they're always – they're going to do like everybody else. I hate to pop the big bubble, but they're they're automating they're, they just know the ritual so well that they've lost the passion behind it, okay? So that means the imbuement that I'm talking about isn't there. It's just it's just them chanting, and it looks really good. It looks really spiritual. It looks very intense, and you're like, you know, but but that person's done it a thousand times, and now they, they don't even have that, that something that I'm looking for that becomes part of that imbuement. So it may have been there at one time, but it may be lost or it may be maintained, uh, Kimberly asks, you've also mentioned that using a bit of salt to ad agitate the energy of a metal object can help mm -hmm. to connect with the original energies. And then she has in quotations, the eyelets of the little girl's tennis shoes example. Mm -hmm. Is there an intention with salt that we set to either completely cleanse an area or item versus restore the previous environment? Right. I would say be very careful with using salt when it comes to imbuement. We use salt sometime to de- uh, detox negative energy kind of vibration kind of stuff. Salt, I often say, is like the ocean. When I go to the ocean, my spirituality is good, but it it becomes very clear. It's very it's very neutral. Salt tends to neutralize stuff, not in a bad way, not in a good way. It just clears. It's like a a a, a, a you know a, an eraser to a marker. It just cleans everything on there, but it leaves the board up. So this is why when you go there, you feel very, very kind of almost cleansed, but neutral. Not It's like a different kind of, 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 of tired. And it's not necessarily spiritual, but it's kind of spiritual. So when you utilize salt in itself for whatever reason, it continues to have that property, that vibration, that frequency of scouring or what we'll say breaking down the organized computer code. It, it has a way to make it just kind of want to come apart. OK, and it depends on, of course, the level of how strong that reality program is. But so, you know, sprinkling a little salt on something is maybe OK to kind of kickstart something to pull out of it a little bit more. But too much salt, you're going to end up erasing more than you're going to have with with bringing data up. And when I worked on that case with the, the sneaker that was brought to me. Um, I the, the the thing behind it was is that I was having trouble getting a vibration off of the sneaker because you know plastic cloth rubber all those things hold a vibration um, just just not very good and in the case that I worked on it was a very old case and I just really couldn't get anything from that sneaker up until the point I really realized that the eyelets for the string to go through we're talking you know <laughs> way back machine now when we had that, you know, eyelets to shoes. I guess they still have them. Um, I was able to to get data from one or two of those. Like I, I locked into that and that's how I, I was able to get information for them. Um, you know, I don't recall doing anything with salt with it, but I do believe if I recall right that they had been in the water or found in the, the ocean shore or something. I don't remember. No more. It's 30, 40 years. So, yeah. Kimberly also asks, Recently, I had an experience where I was able to connect the energy of a person I'd never met before with art I'd seen two years prior. 
was this person's art unintentionally imbued with their energy and I simply recognize the person's energy signature without knowing who they are? Well, this is interesting. It's the same thing with music. For me, you know, I love artists and I think artists are, are just another level of genius and their craft is something that they, they work with. And when they, let's say a painting, when they're making a painting, they are imbuing it. There's no question about it. But I would say that that, that energy is going to eradicate very rapidly because of the materials. But some paint, many, maybe I don't know, maybe there's more, more to this with paint stuff, but I have gotten energy readings off of paint, literally paint. And I suspect that it has a heavy mineral base in some paints that I'm able to maybe get something from some other stuff. Not, it depends. Uh, I pretty much can get a vibe off of almost anything. How much information you can get, that's where it gets a little tricky. But here's the thing. I do not think that the painting is what that person got their their vibe from. What I, I'll tell you is if you ever take your, your cell phone and you see these codes and they don't look like anything and you put your phone over it, it's data. It all of a sudden will pull up something that that's being sold or a location to something, whatever. I don't know what that's called, like but QR code. QR code. It's like it just looks like a just static. And they the 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 computer phone knows what that is. Okay. What I'm suggesting is is that some people, when they are in a certain state of consciousness and they got less babbling, less thought going on, and they're pulling maybe from their chest intelligence you're doing kind of the same thing. You're looking at what that person created and if they did a really amazing job, there's a whole level, I don't want to say holographic, but it's like it, there's a whole level of data that your mind begins to, to mimic, which is a story or what that person was feeling. So every texture of color, there's probably thousands of layers of colors in there. Every curvature, every movement, every every kind of heavy dab of paint versus a light dab of paint, the, the facial structures, all of these things, it's like a symphony of music that's been held frozen. And what you're doing is you're taking this computer disk, if you will, this USB drive of organized data that has absolutely no use, and you're inserting it into your energy field, and like a hologram, it comes alive in you, and you now all of a sudden can feel or see or know things based on, on that. And that's what I think is going on there. And so what a lot of people um, I think are very psychic and they don't know it, but people that, that you know, um, particularly what we're talking about painting right now, but uh, this is applicable to a lot of other stuff. They, they will go in the, I think that they feel more and they experience more than, than other people. The other people going in, they're very flat. They just look mm -hmm. at it optically. It's just, this is what it is. It's a bird flying, you know, Oh, it's a happy bird. There's a kind of tree there. But, when a person paints, they're not just painting a photo. Do you understand? They're 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 going to choose something. They're going to choose something that's moving, and and it's like a song. It's like it's like a symphony. It's the only way I can paint. And I feel it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel it more from some stuff and less from others. But that that comes down to how well their mind went in that Zen state making it. Would that be like considered like decoding it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But you got to remember when an artist makes something like that, it's their intention for you to decode it. It's their hope. They want you to experience that experience that they're trying to share with you. It's data. It's knowledge. It's wisdom. And if you open yourself to it, your mind will unfold it in a way, unpack it, and then you you experience it as if you lived it to, to a smaller degree, but you, you live it. Um, this other one is a question I asked because there's been times where you've created videos where you've used music mm -hmm. and um, or just other times where you've shared music and you could feel the music so intensely. Yeah. And I was wondering, can music, even after it's been created, mm -hmm. be imbued? I think music is very much um, it's I, 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 I wouldn't say that I've looked into imbuing sound waves. OK. But what I think that music is the same thing as a as a painting. Do you understand? It's it's the same philosophy. It's just done in an organized numerical pattern that we consider sound. And when you receive that sound, somebody made it and they test ran it through themselves. We're all biologically the same. So for the most part, we we interpretate and feel. We have very similar things minus, you know, uh, very taste as we get older or younger or whatever. So the, the thing, when you take in music, you're kind of holographically, emotionally, and mentally, in most cases, visualizing 
what it is that they're trying to project to you with, with that story, that information. And they, they internalize it. They found a way to transcribe it, if you will. And then it's put into a source that emanates for you to take into your ear, per se, and your body vibrational-wise. And it, you get this pattern. This pattern is a computer code, if you will. And it makes you feel a certain way if you choose to allow it to move you, if you open up that part of you. But can it be amplified through the guy in mind? Like, it's already created, but... Mm, you know, this is a gray area. It would be hard to say. I'm a, a lover of music. I'm a lover of, of, of uh, you know, just you know, uh, just music period. And, you know, when, let me give you a different example. Okay. When you listen to someone like an OPB or something like that, and they're telling a story, if there were no music in it, the, the relationship that you connect with the, 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 the story and how well you focus, I believe diminishes. Okay. As soon as they overlay with a musical track, okay you by by whatever they choose you're trying to color the conversation so that your 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 mind relates to it more and so we find it more engaging more interesting because it's it's making other properties of our mind operate so if you have conflicting music with a conflicting story you got you've got bad programming okay if the music can co complement the conversation you have now a higher level of that person experiencing relating and finding a connection with that message or that story to me that's a form of imbuement mm. okay it's just that we don't think of it like like pushing it into an object but i i think sometimes by having i you know me i play music all the time in the house in the background but i think that music can write its vibration onto stuff you can you can get a sense of feeling i just think it's very different than a direct thing that's designed from a human for another human your your body kind of accepts it because it, it understands it's it, we can mimic the body because we have a body we know it well it's just about being very clear when you're when you're trying to embody that yeah okay uh, we've got some questions coming in um uh is it the same with uh similar with the logo what like can you imbue something digital like a website logo anything like can be this is the difference this is why you know you guys staff are like you know you're they, recently i i was we we do we have like a graphic art service we use and you can pick pictures and store it in there and you know you can use it for later so he's got a billion everybody everybody all of us have done different graphs graphic work stuff and i have also so we store it under our names or whatever and mine says stay out you know because you know they're going to snag it they're going to want to steal my stuff you know and i think they're all hoarding so i can't find anything i like because they're all like but i have I see my stuff in yours <laughs> so yeah well i said maybe i had mine before you who knows but anyway the point is is that They'll say to me, every picture you have moves you. Every picture, it's like, it's just awesome. And they're like, how do you do that? And that's the difference of what I'm trying to say. I immediately recognize that whatever that image is, whatever that artist for that particular photo or that particular graphic art design nailed the perfect frequency to dial in. And it's not, you know, some stuff works only specifically with some people. The, the best stuff is the one that works with the majority of people. So when I look at that, I feel whatever that is. I'm scanning the same way with the camera to get that code to tell me what the product is. Do you understand? I'm doing that very quickly in my mind because I'm separating the bandwidth of all the chit chat in my head and all the emotions. And I'm just dialing with an intention. That intention is I'm trying to tell a certain story. I want it to come a certain way, and I'm looking for something that's going to complement that process. And I know right away, boom, oh, that's it, boom, that's it. And I can do it very quickly mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm not letting these other parts. As soon as my mind starts to let those other two go, it's getting late in the day or I've got distractions because it's hard to separate with all that, then I notice I'm, I'm not making 100% good choices, and I'm like, okay, i got to stop. Okay, so if you guys learn to develop that and you learn to to move that the net, so so a logo, a, a graphic art design, anything can have that quality, but it has to be done from the user end first to to make sure you got that formula right to be intaked visually. And you got to remember that we're seeing reflective light. That's the other interesting thing. So when you see something, you're not necessarily seeing it there. You're seeing kind of a, an organized. 
uh, a structure that makes us see what we think we're seeing, okay? So when you think of logos, paintings, images, okay, you have to understand that the colors in them and all of those things have a meaning also in your subconscious. And it's reflecting as a form of light still to you. Um, am I losing you guys? Am I, no. am I, am I, no, I should I try to, harder? Or? No, no, this is good stuff. We're just kind of just want to spit it out. Uh, new questions. So what do you think about objects that are sold? This is actually a question of mine, I think. Um, claiming to be made of like a special kind of metal that emits energy. I remember before Higher Balance, there was all these things that I found that were supposed to like emit yeah. on um, energy. Look, look, it's very difficult for me to to criticize or to make statement about other objects when I am in that bandwagon selling an object. You know, it's either we say, you know, here, I'll imbue this, you know, these necklaces for you to wear and stuff. Or we have the Citus cubes, which are which are expensive, um, but an enormous amount of work. So it's very hard for me to say, well, it works for me, but not for them. But you're imbuing okay. it. This is just saying it's a right. metal is special. Right. I personally would be very reluctant to accept any of these objects over the internet without knowing the source and the integrity of the person and and what you really think if they're really legitimately putting their heart and soul into it and it's got to have some properties afterwards if you don't if you know like there's something funny going on with this thing eventually six months you know weird stuff is happening probably tend to wonder something really legit with but 99 percent of everything on the internet all these things i i just think it's all scammy and manipulative and they're looking for certain kinds of people to get kind of lured into that. It's not to say that they're all like that. Look, look, look let me tell you, when I get these cores, okay, there are times, and the staff knows, they, these are all HB, HBI people. They're not, you know, people that don't know or do whatever. They're legitimately, you know, studying all this. And I would have to be really amazing considering everybody's in my house most of the time when I'm working on these things. There's, there's no hiding. Um, but I will put them aside sometimes and it could take me a month to get to it. Not because um, I don't want to do it. I want to do it. But I know how spot on I must be in that that person literally is doing an exchange, you know, financially. And I have to respond to that. So I have to be 100%. I, I can't be 95% or 99%. Okay. So – I can tell you there are times when I'm just like, oh, my God, there's five of these to work on. I, I, I can't even imagine doing it. But you're thinking, and I'll be honest, well, you know, I got all this money, maybe some shortcuts, you know, and then pay the bills. I cannot bring myself to do that, okay? And I think that a lot of other people, when I realized, when I started doing these cubes, I realized, how do these people do this, okay? I don't believe that they do. I don't believe a lot. Of, I think some people maybe have the discipline, but I, I don't think they're like me. But I remember in the early day, I mean, I was worried people wouldn't necessarily believe I worked on them so long. But remember, filmed we, we filmed it all. Yeah. I mean, hours and days. And I mean, I'm just working on these things, you know, and, and you know, and the staff is, you know, where, where I am watching what's going on and stuff. So at the end of the day, you know, um, you, you, you know, to, uh, I just don't like, you know, speaking negatively because then yeah. they, they retaliate well, what, and they're going to say yeah. something negative whether they know any different or not. And I don't know what some of these products are. So Yeah. Well, what I was saying is like these products aren't proclaimed to be imbued. They're okay. just saying like it's a special whatever it's made out of. And I think that's the defining difference is that you're imbuing um, it. I, I do th agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that certain materials can have an effect on your, your energy field. For instance, if we were to take a magnetic object that's magnetized and you went over some kind of illumination spectral or whatever, you'll see that it either moves apart. If you go up high enough, it's the magnetism is drawn it higher. So this tells me with an energy body field that if you have certain metals, that those metals may be to affect your, your energy field, your consciousness, okay? But that's giving them an awful lot of credit. I just don't think you're going to find those things in most cases ever. And if you think you're just going to go online and get one of those things and it's legit, you better think again. Um, you know, I get stuff sometimes and we, we sell because I, I just love old Tibetan stuff. So I have to make sure it's legit. It's real. I really check out the people. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's probably almost always a recreation. But to me, if it's done in the location in the Tibetan mountains and it has, you know, real legit people working on it and everything – 
for me to complete that, that's where I'm imbuing the, the rest of that data. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm finding something, I'm going to sell you something that's 5,000 years old or 500 years old, or, or it's made out of a certain special kind of metal with powers, you know, um, to me, I have not seen something that, that has that. What I, let me, I'll give you an, another example is I have a, a, I don't know how much I should say. I don't want somebody to try to break in and steal my crap. It would be a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, um, I have a sword and I've had it since I've been very young and the sword is not necessarily super old, but it's old and it's, it has some very interesting vibes that I can feel off of it. And it has um, intention still in there. And the, the irony is, is that, you know, I've had that freaking sword probably 30 years now, I think. And it still has that that vibe, that frequency, although it has diminished a bit over time. So it is an, uh, emanating an intention out. So is that an artifact? Absolutely. Okay. But I don't know. I just think stuff is stuff. It's a sword. And, and for me at the level that I'm at, I could probably get a spoon and just imbue it and it be the spoon would be more effect on your consciousness or you or on your reality than that sword. So, you know, it, it comes into to a lot of things. For instance, let me let me give another explanation to this. So we're getting kind of technical here now. Um, if you if you have a spiritual um, object, we were, like somebody was asking about a, a, a what was it? Uh, it was they were asking about the thunder thing. There. Oh, that was me. Okay, yeah. your your the Dorja. Dorja, and with the Dorja, if if it's used in a spiritual sense by Buddhist monks, by their their programming, their whatever. The, the problem, unless you get somebody to kind of work with it, like myself, I guess, but like you guys, if you guys, you guys can all learn this, um, it, it, it's not necessarily a good fit. Do you understand? It's, it's in a sense looking for a Tibetan person. You have to understand that your mind works very, not very differently, but differently um, than someone culturally who is is consciously raised in a different kind of what I'll call a hive, a community. And therefore, that variation, as I said earlier, would not be a very good fit for your energy to say, oh, I, I'll work with this. Do you see what I'm saying? So this is another problem. It would be probably stronger in somebody that maybe is Asian. They don't have to be Tibetan, but there's a higher chance it's going to cooperate better. Mm. Okay. So when I find these objects, I mean, the truth is they're, they're designed to be a certain way. So the real first energy or the real first power comes from that is that that object is in the psyche of the Gaia mind, the collective mind. Okay. And so there might be tens of thousands of similar variations of that. Okay. But because there is a thought and a relationship that's been imbued over time through rituals, through through willful mental states, more than just random shit, okay, that there is a, a collective um, reaction in the consciousness of the planet to those items when they're used in certain ways. And so, therefore, it reacts a certain way to that. But it would be more amplified if you fit the rest of the role of what it's looking for for a fit, meaning you should be in Tibet or you should be a Buddhist monk or you should be doing these. That's, that's when it's going to be done. Okay, so it syncs up. You know, the music would start. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to ask? Um, and, it, you know, nothing is for every single case. I mean, I'd have to look at each situation. I'm just trying to give you guys a, an overall – uh, intellectual understanding of some of these things. It doesn't mean that I would specifically say this is true for every single item, but for the majority and the majority that people will ever find in their entire life, I'm, I would say, yes, it's, it's accurate. Oh, one thing before I go into questions, what I was going to say a minute ago, I've seen Eric walk up to me with his hands after doing the Beaman on cores <laughs> and they're full of blisters. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you get, like, you're producing so much heat that you're yeah. getting blisters. Yeah. I remember when I worked on one and, and I dropped it in the, the Ziploc bag and I handed it and the whole thing just went and it was just like super grayed out. You couldn't see it in there and it was all moist. I think it was Sean's son or, or somebody Probably. got that one. Yeah. It was just, it was just, yeah. Anyway. Um, but some people would argue, you know, you're rubbing your hand. Yeah, you, did, it, you know how you much rubbing that so would be? so much. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was like the know. next day they're yeah. gone. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, listen, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't like to talk about it because 
I don't want to be in a position. I get you. you. Know, okay, you know. sorry about that. So it's it's uh, people around me can see what I do for these. So, yeah. um, what is your uh, opinion of like the crystal skulls? Seems to be a lot of debate over the uh, the authenticity of those. Um, I have a bit of a problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know, as as spiritualists, I want to believe. I I want to believe the crystal skulls came from some other galaxy. You know, I, of course, I want to believe that. And I'm a spiritual person, you know, but I I must say to myself constantly, Eric, don't let you go off the crazyville. You got to keep it, keep it, you know, check yourself. Try to try to be sensible and and lean more towards science and spirituality, which is already walking a fine line, than this. Th these are the things I would ask in a practical level, and I'm no expert on these. Okay, these were found all over the world, but they're all uniquely different, yeah. and some are cruder, some are are more complex. Uh, some are, you know, like the big main one, they're saying, oh, you know, uh, 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 Hewlett Packard at the time analyzed it. They're like, oh, it would take thousands of years to get it this smooth and everything else. Look, if it really came from an alien race, okay, and they gave it to us, why not make them all the same? Why, you know, really, really complex, really cool, but put them on, you know, put 13 all over the planet, they're identical. Why make some of them look like it was like, you know, my my grandmother who chiseled it all out in a way, but was artsy craftsy still, and then some of them are super high end. I'm I'm just not I'm just not buying it. Okay. Um, if it wasn't an advanced civilization, why give us a skull that's super advanced made? There's so many other things that I could think of to to mildly affect humanity in a, in a in a way you know like they're like we're supposed to discover i mean who wants to do if it gets lost it'll never be found i don't think as an intelligent species i'm thinking well there you're gonna find it in a few thousand years or a few hundred thousand years why would i have something that could break chip why would I make it an – I would just burn some data into the side of a mountain until they're smart enough to figure it out. Yeah, and I mean it's like what's the application? But I think you the know. person at the Smithsonian um, said that they she believes that it's, that it's actually fake, but still it's like a beautiful piece of art basically. Well, it, there's no question it's, yeah. it's stunning, okay? Yeah. But I'm just saying that I want to believe. I just am finding a hard time. Um, when, if they were all the same and they were all over the planet and, you know, I think reanalysis should be done. Technology is better. And I think that it should be brought into somewheres like, you know, uh, a very good uh, lab. I forget some of the names of them now, but there's some very good ones. And I would just like to see a modern analysis done just to see what what we think today of this. If it comes out the same and they're like, yeah, there's no way this could be done uh, at the time period it was. It would be thousands of years, you know, uh, uh, to do it. Well, you got my attention, you know. Mm -hmm. Something that was on a podcast recently. Um, do you, do people – Well, let's say it was on Joe Rogan. I oh, believe. you saw yeah. it too? Well, yeah. I glanced at it. Look okay. real quick. I, you know, I love his show, so – um, Do people or beings who serve uh, the dark side utilize imbuement in their own way? Um, I think that imbuement is done 24-7 by everybody. If a person can walk into a couch, throw their shit energy on your pillow and then leave and then that vibe kind of gets – you know starts to seep into everything because it's an aggressive energy, then negative people are doing it unconsciously and then you have people who are doing it intentionally. You know, it's when you look at imbuement, imbuement is one of these things that's a very fine line between – um, programming and the idea of what we'll call magic, uh, mysticism, uh, spells, uh, this kind of stuff. And I think that magic came about, um, you know, I think a lot of people had a sense of vulnerability and a lack of power. And so they're drawn to the idea of being able to cast spells and everything. So that's what they do. Uh, it's, an, I think, somewhat of an insecurity life, not completely. And I think there, there is a, a knowing or a sense that objects and things can, can have a feeling or an emotion in them. And I think that magic is a very crude system of imbuement, but I, I think it's a far cry from the very, very refined level of what, what we're discussing now. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? There's too much babbling with it. There's not enough, you know, but it, it does have an effect. I'd have to, to say to some level, consciousness has an effect even with magic, okay? But at the end of the day, 
it's like comparing a car that's made in 2019 to a car that was made in 1820. Okay. They're just, just night and day difference. We, we, as a, as a, as a people, because of technology, because of the internet, because we're sharing stuff, because of Ted talks, because of all these things. Okay. We are significantly more intellectualized to reapproach what I would call base phenomena where science has a little trouble to explain certain things. And it, to me, you know, they were talking about many worlds, I think, on, on Joe Rogan. They were talking – top scientists, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, because we were talking about this stuff already a long time ago. Now they're talking about it only recently. But because they're scientists, there's more more things. And respectfully it's, so, and yeah, I agree with that. Skeptical kind of scientists yes, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. So they're finding what, we're, what we've been saying. I said this already 30-some years ago on, on recordings, you know? Um, so, so the the thing is, is that there 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 is a truth to all this. It's just sorting out a lot of the muckery, and the new way. This is why I hate being involved with the new age. I don't want to be new age. I don't want my name involved. I don't want. To, they're too daffy, you know. They're too just 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 everything's freaking you know love energy shit. Um, I just I I believe in love and I believe in compassion. There's no question about that. But I I just don't want to run off with that bubblegum new age thing that applies to everything. Like I, I met somebody the other day. They were out here and we were talking and we were talking about quantum physics and they were like, oh, I understand quantum physics. And I'm like, oh, what do you think? Oh, well, quantum physics, you know, she's like a spiritual. It's connected to everything and everything is one and blah 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 blah. And I'm just like. You know, yeah, but that's such an eerie fear. I want to know more. I want to know the deeper aspect. I'm not afraid of science. I believe that science will complement the things that I've come to understand and what I've experienced. I just want to know how it works. Why does it work that way? So when I look at science, I may not look at it purely as from a scientific stance. What I'm looking at it is, is how does that relate to what I can do and 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 I may not understand how I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And this helps with that information. I mean, you, you kind of pick, but you know, it's, you got to make sure that you don't, you don't color too much of your own lower understanding of something to come up with an ideal version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just came to mind. Um, I was thinking about speaking of love. Um, you make your food with love. And it seems to taste not better. always. No, I stopped doing that. That's <laughs> how I got fat. Anyway, I, I, I feel I, it with I, anger and sourness. You know, I, I've heard. It. I mean, I, I've tried it before. Yeah. It no, seems no, to it's taste true. Better. It's very yeah. true. It's very true. I, I think thought conscious, like I always say to everybody, we're in the business of consciousness. Uh, is connected. If everything is a simulation, the matrix, and everything is organized energy, and we're part of that, and if we can self-reflect to some degree, even at one percent, that means that we should be able to hack the system, and that's what all paranormal spiritual phenomena is. Bottom line. Okay, wrap up. It's a wrap up. It's a wrap. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed today's session. Um, you know, I talk about all this kind of stuff for, for years. There's some great modules. Um, I would say call the staff and, uh, you know, ask about what, you know, and ask them to to give you some material. We're making – I have so much material to spin your head. And one of the biggest problems is, is people always say, where do I begin? And it's hard because I've, I've created so much. There's so much stuff in my head. Um, that now I've come up with a very simple way of of working with the material. And when I first started back in 2003 with Higher Balance, it was all relevant to what I call the essentials, you know, auras, energy, vibration, frequency, you know, ghosts, spirits, entities. And over the the decade and a half plus, you know, I've worked my my intellectual side, my scientific perspective in hopes that people who are not as – uh, evolved with that kind of thinking, of course, learn to to understand where I'm going with everything, and that's why they have the experience they have. So we're getting ready now to to have it set up almost by by year when certain materials all came out, and so people can figure out where on that scale that they're going to start to thrive. So if you if you just want to warm your feet, I would get you know the the the, the beginning stuff that it, it'll rock your world. If you don't like it, return it. I'll give your money back. No hitches. Um, 
if you are, you know, more, a little bit more advanced or you feel like, oh, this stuff is not really something I, I understand at all, I'm looking for something new, then you might want to go for middle range from, from that time scale that we, we're going to list. And if you want something that you want to, you know, intellectually, you know, grab, you know, let's bring it on, Eric, show me what, you know, show me your Brainiac stuff. Let's go. Uh, it's there. You just get the, 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 the stuff that I probably did in the last probably seven years. And it's simulation theory and every before anybody's talking about it, I was way ahead of everybody. I mean, I, that sounds terrible, but, but you are, yeah, I mean, and but it's documented, details, you know, too. yeah. Um, but you know, uh, uh, so I'm I'm just kind of putting that out there, you know, and stuff. And and we're, I'm getting ready to do a big investigation. I'm going to go on the road and, and go do this. We're going to film it live and everything. We're getting ready to to announce it. But it's like five days out. But I'm going to do this incredible powerful uh, uh on my drive out there um you know i've got a lot of time uh i'm going to just video record so if you want good sound i am not the guy all my my stuff is done like on the fly no corporate no screen reading no sterile environment monotone I, it's the real deal i say what i, I pa passionately am thinking if you don't mind a car passing by or a dog barking, just like you would sitting out on a, a stone out in the middle of the field with a teacher, okay, you're going to deal with the, the cows mooing and everything else, okay, that's the real deal. If you want sterile corporate products, well, I'm not your guy. Uh, but having said that, I'm going to put together this kind of really intense remote viewing. It's kind of where we're going to use these people to remote view the locations that I'm going to be at and work on whatever the most intensity is. So that's all part of this big thing we're doing. But uh, that particular thing is something I think anybody in their right mind would be very interested in. It will be very, very cutting edge at this point. We'll release and I'll have nothing to do but to talk, you know, in there. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure you'll get plenty of data. Yeah. Um, so we, we weren't planning on talking about it, but since we brought up the Citus Cubes, if you have some material, probably don't recommend getting a Citus Cube as your first thing that you get, obviously. But if you no. do have some material, go to Citus Cube, which is spelled S-I-D-D-H-I-S. -I See, I, I, I totally want to stop you. What? I don't want people to do that. Okay. I think it's, you know you do marketing. Uh, I get it, yeah. but you know I have to jump in. Okay. Do not get a Citus Cubes. You get a Citus Cube when you're done with all my material and yeah. you want you want that and you're ready for that and you understand it and you believe that that this is going to be something really cool for you. By all means, knock yourself out. But you do not need to have a Citus Cube. It's not. Yeah. not I want people to have Citus Cubes that truly understand what they are for. I just yeah. don't want to hand them out like candy, and I refuse to do it. Okay. Got it. All right, there we go. Sorry about that, folks. But this is sometimes just conflict, yeah, you know. It's yeah, just like you know, the, you know, it's it's I, you know, I I don't catch always what they're doing, and they put stuff out there, and then afterwards I disagree. But you know, I I've got to give them the freedom to make decisions. Sometimes they're 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 wrong, but oftentimes they're right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Ciao. Uh, uh, listen, uh, subscribe, do do all that fun stuff. And, you know, a lot of you can find out what we're doing. I'm sure there's going to be some exciting stuff coming up here soon more than normal if we if we post it. Uh, but, yeah, check it out. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the foundation meditation system. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word.
If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio.